May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We've just had a uh, reading from the prophet Amos, and uh, prophets in the Old Testament, they often speak with uh, images, or God shows them an object or an image. And today we've just heard about the plumb line, how you might be judged against a plumb line, whether you are straight or not, if you are a wall or, or a building. And then we hear about the way in which Amos moves from being a shepherd. He says, I'm just a shepherd. I don't want to do this prophesying thing. He moves from being a shepherd to being a prophet. And today I I brought an object to show you, a kind of teaching aid, if you like, that's been significant for me. And I want to talk about uh, St. Peter, who we've heard about and who the the prayer for the day refers to. St. Peter, who comes uh, to us as a fisherman, And then, as we heard today, he's now told he's got to be a shepherd. He's got to feed sheep. So uh, this is a bowl of mine, uh, which I have a little kind of collection of a jug and a bowl. And I used to visit um, a priory, Aylesford Priory in Kent in England quite often. And they have a pottery shop. And uh, I bought this and I use it for olives in the evening. Have a nice glass of something and some olives And one day, as you can tell by the way in which I'm twirling it around now, it's not unusual, that it fell and it cracked and it broke. And I thought, what what shall I do with it? I put it on the side and left it for a little bit. Uh, And then I discovered the Japanese art of kintsugi, which is a way of mending things that have been broken with gold and lacquer so that you can see the pattern, the golden patterns, and it becomes a work of art, but not just a work of art, something that actually can be used again. And the story is of a 15th century army commander who broke his teacups, and he sent them to the workshop to be mended, and when they came back, they were shoddily done, and so he sent them off again, saying, I want them done properly, I love these. I want you to take care of them. I want you to bring them uh, back so that they are mended and whole. And they were mended with gold. And so the thing about each of these teacups, when they returned, was that they looked different from one another now. They had broken in different places. And so when they were mended with gold, you saw the golden patterns, but each was unique. And each was more precious than before it had been broken because it was mended with gold. And another significant thing was that they weren't put on a shelf out of the way just there to look pretty because the army commander was too cautious that they may break again. They were used again, ready to be used again. And their beauty was in the fact that they were loved restored, reclaimed, recovered, more beautiful, more precious because of their experience of life. Their history was shown in the cracks. And so one of the things that I've done over the years, uh, as every priest and pastor and Christian does, is try to support people who are experiencing difficulties of life. 
We all experience difficulties in life, in our young lives, in our midlives, in our older lives. There are various kinds of adversities that we come across, ordinary things like bereavement. It doesn't feel ordinary when you're going through grief, but these are ordinary. Human life is full of ups and downs, joys and sorrows. And I've always been interested in how, as Christians, we can help people come through adversity well. Not just to recover, not just to get back to where we were, but to be strengthened. Because I've noticed in holy and mature Christians that there is a strengthening, a depth, a compassion, a letting go, a wisdom that somehow has come from the way in which they have worked with the story of their life, mingled with the grace of God, so that I can experience the gold. And I know, however, the gold comes from the brokenness of some aspects of their life, extremes and the ordinary ones. So St Peter, let me tell you about St Peter. St Peter has various patterns in his life, patterns that come in threes, And we all know the story of the way in which Peter denied Jesus three times, didn't he? Sometimes we're inclined to stuff him in the corner of being the one who denied Jesus three times. And that's how we label him, stereotype him, if you like. And we can do that to others, and we can do that to ourselves. We can look ourselves in our failures or in our adversities and keep ourselves there. Peter's the one who denied Jesus three times. But we also know that Peter is the one who's the first pope or the leader of the church, however you like to think of it. So how does he get from one thing to the other? What is the kind of pattern of being strengthened, becoming resilient? That's what resilience is. Bouncing back, not just bouncing back though, but being strengthened through the adversities of life. Well, Peter denies Jesus three times. He fails in his own eyes because he wanted to be loyal. He was the leader of the band of the disciples. He wanted to be the hero. He wanted to be loyal. He wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus is arrested. He follows him into the courtyard of the high priest. But then it all starts to go wrong. He loses control. It's bigger than he can manage because it's not just an arrest. You know, there are trials and soldiers and danger and the prospect of death. And Peter loses control and says he doesn't know Jesus. I don't think of it as a very heroic thing. He doesn't say no. He just kind of shrinks away and, you know, no, I don't know him. No, it's not me. He loses control of the situation and then the cockerel crows and he remembers, he remembers Jesus knew this was going to happen. He knew the disciples would scatter. He knew that they wouldn't have the courage. They wouldn't have the faith that there was a bigger picture than this difficulty now. Massive difficulty. And so the cockerel crows. And Peter's world is broken. He breaks down. He falls apart. And like my bowl that broke there are times in our lives, that was a time in Peter's life, when there are break, there's breakdowns, breakups, falling apart, falling down. 
And Peter hears the cockerel crow, and a cockerel signifies the break of day. Leonard Cohen, you may remember in his song Anthem, says cracks are where the light gets in. When cracks appear in our lives, it's an opportunity for light. And for Peter, the brokenness that he experienced, broken in his own eyes because he'd failed and because it was in a really dangerous, frightening situation, the cockerel breaks day and a new chapter of his life begins. It gets worse before it gets better and sometimes things do. It gets worse because the day is the day that Jesus is crucified. But the day also signifies for him a recognition that now he knows where he's at, things have got to change. How is it going to be? So what does Peter do? Well, Peter isn't there at the uh, crucifixion, is he? The women are there, standing at the foot of the cross. The disciples will scatter. And Peter goes back to Galilee. He puts a notice on his door. Gone fishing. And often when there's difficulties in our lives, what we need to do is take some time out. Take some time out to work out where we're at. And what Peter does is he fishes. He does something physical, something familiar, something repetitive that grounds him in his body, in his feelings. Where is he at? And he returns. He returns to the place where he first met Jesus. And he remembers perhaps his hopes and fears then, he will realise he's different from the person he was then, what's gone on. And that's often something that we do. We get right back to the basics of our lives. We take some time out. We need to take some time out and work out what now. And what now is the gospel reading we have, the good news of Jesus Christ for us today is that gospel reading where Jesus asks the question that matters. He doesn't go on about what Peter has done, hasn't done. It's a what now. Do you love me more than these? And when I turned into this bowl, I had to hold together, there are four pieces, I had to hold together really carefully, put the glue on the edges, fit it together and hold it. Hold it with enough pressure so that it would stick. Not too much pressure so that it would slip and not hold together. And hold it patiently for long enough so that it could be repaired. And that's what Jesus does on that event that we have heard about. Jesus holds Peter, he holds their relationship in such a way that there can be light, that there can be a future. He doesn't grind him into the ground by pointing out all the things he's done wrong, or the one thing, or three things he's done wrong. But neither does he let him off the hook. He asks three times. And by the third time, Peter's saying, I'm hurt, I'm cross. You know everything, Lord. You know that I love you. 
But the three times just gives that balance of the denials and of the restoration. Peter knows what it means. And he's able to walk forward. They walk forward together. And I suspect we've all been at situations where a relationship has been at a bit of a precipice. And we will again. Those times, I always think they come at two o'clock in the morning when you're with a child or a parent or an old friend or a lover and you don't know what is going to happen. Is the relationship going to make it to the next day? Or is this the end? Do I love him with all my heart or do I want to kill him? At five past two, I might feel different from ten past two. But Jesus holds that conversation with enough firmness, with enough sensitivity, with enough graciousness, because it matters. Because what has happened matters. But Peter does not need to be defined by those denials. He can also be defined by his love of Christ and Christ's faithfulness to him. And so, Peter shifts from being a fisherman, an evangelist, one who fishes for people, for Christ, to someone who, as a pastor, has to feed the sheep. And he can do that because he's learned something. He's learned what it means to fail, what it means to experience the grace of God, and he can come through that And that's what gives him the credibility to be a pastor, because he's been there and he's come through. And so he can accompany others. And for Peter, there is a third time. It's the one we even less notice as Christians. There's a third time where he experiences this pattern of three. Because for my bowl, it's not enough just to mend it and hold it together. I need it. It's ready to be used again. And I use it again for olives. And God recycles. He uses us again. He doesn't just leave us on the shelf saying, well, I'm not sure about you now. Feed my sheep. Actually, new role. And the same role. Follow me and something new. The same as ever. We're still the people that we are but something new, something deeper, something that's been broken apart, is broken open. Peter's heart is broken, if you like, but it's broken open to love others. And so what happens is Peter preaches and teaches and goes around healing, and then he has this experience while he is praying at a time in the church's life where Paul has appeared and has become this apostle to the Gentiles, but the Jewish Christians are not kind of quite sure about this, what's going on. Peter's mulling it over. He prays on the roof of the house of Simon the Tanner. He's hungry, he's waiting for his dinner. And a tablecloth comes down from heaven, full of foods that Orthodox Jews don't eat, prawns, pigs. And a voice, he hears this voice saying, Take, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, no, it's not what I do. It's not my customs. It's not my religion. I'm not going to do that. And the voice says, don't call unclean 
what God isn't calling unclean. It's not profane. Those things. Really? And it happens a second time. And perhaps by then he's thinking, "Uh uh-oh. And it happens a third time. Patterns. We've all got patterns in our life. Grooves. That we would do well to notice, because when they come round again, it's an invitation of life itself for healing or for becoming more entrenched. And Peter understands those threes. <coughs> and so he wanders about it, and as he comes down the stairs for supper, Cornelius's servants are there saying, Our master Cornelius, Gentile household, has got a, had a vision of you coming and preaching to us. So Peter goes. He crosses the boundaries of his culture and he preaches to Cornelius and his household and they receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter can quite clearly say, see that they are not unclean Gentiles, but they are children of God. They are baptised by the Spirit of God and transformed as he has been transformed. And his heart is expanded and his place of leadership in the church means that he can say, do you know what? God's heart is bigger than we thought. The gospel is for all humanity. And so Gentiles, us, (laughs) were incorporated into the church without becoming Jews because of Peter as well as because of Paul. Peter stands as a mature Christian, as a grown-up, because the adversities of his life and the patterns of his life are ones that God's grace means that they are treasured and that they are gold to him and to others. And perhaps you notice that in yourself, that the things that have been really tough have also been, or can also be, can still also be. Times where God's grace and the love and support of the Christian community can turn the cracks and heal the cracks so that they become gold like the wounds of Christ. They're no longer open wounds, but they're how we recognise Christ among us. So as we gather round this table, fed by Christ's body and blood, broken and risen, perhaps you'll think about the patterns in your own life, your own adversities, the story of your life, and how there is still time to heal from what has been and to reconnect with your love of God and God's love of you holding you and to move into a new future a future because you're ready to be used again ready to be used in exactly the same ways as before because you are who you are as well as in new ways ways that you'll know God is using you because they have a depth of compassion, of letting go, of mellowing, of serving God in such a way that others can become more whole, even as you do. Amen.